Sometimes the fun begins when the paved road ends. Chevy Silverado 2500 HD is made to work hard and play hard on the road or off. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com for details and experience life in HD. Yesterday, when we were talking about what was happening at Paws Chicago, um, the issue of pet insurance came up. So many people sent in a text about that. And I'm with you. I don't know. It seems to be too expensive for my taste. Will they pay? Is there too much paperwork? So we thought we would turn to people who actually looked into it and did the work that we talk about. And that is the Consumer's Checkbook. Jeff Bliskell is with us. And Jeff, thanks for joining us. Is it good? Is it bad? Is it difficult? We'll get to all those questions. But how did you determine um, how to how to decide how you would tell consumers whether it's worth it or not? Well, what we did was um, we created a couple of model pets who had real pro- you know who had problems, and we got the real prices for those. What what veterinarians would charge for those, and and we. Assume the pet lived for about 12, 13 years and added up all the costs. So the costs you have to figure in are um, are the premiums, which you, you pay whether your pet is sick or not, mm-hmm. and uh, there are deductibles and out-of-pocket costs and, and things like that. So, so we added it all up over a 13-year life. And basically it worked out to if your pet, we had a couple of different pets, some with big problems some with only moderate problems and if you have a pet that has a real lot of trouble um in most cases pet insurance does you know is a good deal but uh, the problem is most pets don't have a real lot of problems and so the pet for moderate uh, only a moderate number of problems really is not a good never a good deal so for example um without insurance for the moderate care pet it, you know, 13 years of care for that pet, veterinary care, would cost $9,700. That's just if you didn't have insurance. But if you did have insurance, say, with Healthy Paws, you'd pay 22557 So mm. um, why pay more? Basically? Yeah, and, and it is interesting because I'm guessing it works much like the insurance we use for our health care in this country, meaning if you're older, you pay more. If you have pre-existing conditions, if your dog or cat has already been diagnosed with something, can you still get insurance or do they just charge you a lot more? Well, pre-existing conditions are generally not covered. Um, they have gotten better in, cover, in, in covering um, um, hereditary hereditary problems that dogs typically have, you know. So, um, but the problem is, you know, they sell insurance um, and they price it basically. You know, they want to get you when you have a puppy or a kitten, and at that age, the premiums are very low. And what they don't tell you is that the premiums, as the pet gets older, just like as a human being gets older, you need more medical care. And the premiums rise to cover the cost of that. So, for example, Embrace Insurance in Chicago um, for a puppy, actually, well, Healthy healthy Paws, for example, you would pay uh, $54 uh, a month for a puppy. Uh, By the time he's eight years old, it goes up to $66. And if it's by the time he's age 12, it's $269. So it gets. Well, here's the problem. I'm going to tell you, I've got three dogs. So you're talking about 150 to 160 a month, and that just seems to be a lot of money. And I know that pet owners 
break into two camps. There are those who will do anything to save their pets, and there are others who just say, I can't do this, just have to relinquish the pet or euthanize. I'm in the first group. Um, I actually had to put a hip in a dog once, but I learned never to um, deal with that breed again. So it's just hard, Jeff. Uh, This is Jeff Bliss, by the way, checkbook.org. They look out for consumers' checkbooks. That's what they do. And uh, the other question is, how many companies are there that offer pet insurance? And are they all national? Are they regional? Well, we looked at 12 of them, and, and they are national. So they are in Chicago, and then they're everywhere else in the country, most other places in the country. Um, and you're right. People do love their pets, and, and a certain number of people, you know, or a certain percentage will pay anything for them. If that's the case, if you're one of those people, it might pay to get insurance, you know, pet insurance, because you might be willing. And, and the other thing is that veterinary care has made a lot of advances in the last couple of decades so that. You can get a heart transplant or a kidney transplant or cancer treatment for the pet, you know. Um, and so, and that's basically, but the problem is that that's basically how they market uh, these things. You know, they point to the cost of cancer, $10,000 for a pet, for a dog. Um, and it's like, oh my God, we don't want to pay that. But um, the problem is cancer, you know, is relatively rare. Most of the problems that your pet is going to suffer over its lifetime are are minor. Ear infections, you know, urinary tract infections, vomiting. Um, You know, they're not going to have cancer. And if they do, you know, as you talk about that other group of people, euthanasia is usually the answer. You know, if you you have a 10-year-old pet. Are you going to spend $10,000 to have him live another couple of years with cancer? Here's the deal. Inflation is hitting all of us very hard. I took a cat to the vet last week for fleas and ear mites, and it was $368. I mean, that's a lot of money. for. I I just I couldn't believe it was that much. It's $100 for the allergy shot. She didn't have fleas, but apparently she has an allergy to them. Uh, Just got another text here. It says, I have a terrier that had three bouts with mast cell tumors. Each cost between $900 and $1,600 to remove. Additionally, he ate a piece of tile that wouldn't pass through his system. Had it endoscopically removed. The fee for that was $3,500. If I choose not to remove it, my option is euthanasia. I wish I had pet insurance for him. That's the that's the catch. You know, now it's too late, right? You can't just go and get it. No, you can't buy it retroactively. But the problem is, though, that you, you know, you, you always have to, every month you'll have to pay the premiums, whether your pet need, you know, eats the high tiles or not. And um, and that adds up month after month, year after year. And so, uh, you know, so it gets pretty expensive. And, and by, you know, when you look at only the per month charge, it looks cheap, right? Oh, yeah. $30. Uh, can everybody, you know, can it, everybody see your, your study, your research, what you did? Can they go to checkbook.org? Is it published? Um, yes, we have a link, which I think um, I, I don't have that in front of me right now, but we can, you can go there and take a look at the story. It is on checkbook.org. org. Um, okay. I don't know if you can post that on your uh, website. Yeah, or- yeah. You, this will be put into a podcast. People can listen to it, and we'll certainly put the link on. This is Jeff Bliskol, a pet insurance expert at Consumers Checkbook. Uh, Jeff, I want to jump over to the phones and talk to a few other people. Mike, you're all for pet insurance. Why? Well, I just had a question about, like, um, bulldog. But m- most people who own bulldogs get 
pet insurance because they have health issues. And I just wondered if you, you know, can elaborate on that. Are there certain breeds, well, Jeff, that need it more than others? Um, well, here's the thing. You can you can get uh, our analysis looked at a mutt, basically, so not a particular breed, because that tends to be less expensive. If you're talking about a, a specific breed, um, that can get very expensive um, because, you know, different breeds are known to have problems. And, of course, if that if those problems are, you know, common, then you're going to pay. You have to pay for them, basically. Right. It's like yeah. um, it's health. It's health insurance for pets. And if you know they know they're going to have problems, it's going to cost you. So. Um, so, yeah. So a um, you could get it for a bulldog and he, he could address his, his particular problems, but it's going to be more expensive than even what we found here. And, Bill, I see that you're calling about the price for putting a dog down which I found interesting. Is that covered? Jeff, is that covered at the end of their life? Um, It depends on the the, uh, insurance. So they or may not be covered. Yeah. Um, Have you had that experience, Bill? Well, I've had two neighbors, one lady in her 80s who put her dog down, and she told me after the cost was $700, and then another neighbor said put her dog down, it was $500. I says, well, why? Well, they hit you with this. You want to send the paws and you mm. do different stuff. But this cost, of, I think the veterinarians, I know there are shortage of them, but I think this cost is almost unbearable. It is for a lot of people. And that's the problem right now. People are choosing to relinquish or euthanize. That's why we were talking to Paws yesterday about the overflowing amount of animals being relinquished these days. All right. Thanks for joining us, Jeff. We appreciate your input. Checkbook.org if you want the details. If you know a pet owner, share the podcast with them. We'll put it up at WGNRadio.com. Steve has your news next on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent. WGN.